I'm so freaking angry, man. And, and I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it on Twitter. I'm hearing it in my DMs. People are angry. The freaking refs, man. I mean, we pay them so much money and it's still a close game. Welcome to an episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Apparently, people think that I'm literally paying the refs. Grassi, and today, we're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers surviving against the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Day, 24 to 22, and let's just jump into it because the hoopla is based on a couple of plays here. There was a false start that was called on the Browns on fourth and long. That was definitely a neutral zone infraction or an offsides on the Packers. Because of that five-yard penalty, the Browns wind up punting the ball. Would the Browns have converted? Nobody knows, but people look to that. In addition, they took a look at the last interception of the game. Rasul Douglas, Donovan Peoples-Jones running into him, initiating contact, and then in slow motion, it looks real bad. There's a hold that's going on there. Troy Aikman is going wild. He's saying, hey, that's a hold right there. And it might have been. It might have been. And I will be honest. I hate when games end like this because it's so unsatisfying. And for the next forever I get to hear the same old bullshit that it's the Packers get every single call, but they don't get the Juwan Winfrey catch or they don't get the NFC Championship game stuff. They don't get any of that. And I got to say, for all the times the Packers get all the calls, it's crazy how we don't have more Super Bowl wins. And I think it's just, it's funny because maybe the refs just suck. Did we ever think of that? The refs just suck. And so the Packers, who played a good defensive game, they picked off Baker Mayfield four times, even though they were garbage in the second half, and that's the team as a whole. That goes completely under the rug because of a few bad calls, and and it's just it's infuriating, to say the very least. But let's talk about this game. Uh, let's talk about some records that were broken today. Aaron Rodgers breaking the franchise record of the Green Bay Packers. He is now... The QB with the most passing touchdowns, breaking Brett Favre's record. Lazard, who could have gotten the breaking record last week against the Ravens, was the one to catch it. Number 443. Locked it up. Rodgers then threw two more touchdowns, both to Devontae Adams with 445. So right now, crushing that. Brett Favre sending a message saying, I got one thing to say, get us another Super Bowl. More records being broken. Devontae Adams is now the fifth leading receiver in yards in Packers history, passing Jordy Nelson, and he had a phenomenal game. He also had 100 receptions on the season, and he is just crushing it. Had over 100 yards today as well. But taking a look at this game overall, the Packers They didn't get shut out in the first quarter, which was amazing. But the second half, good God, they only scored three freaking fracking points and the offense was just abysmal, especially to end that game. They stopped running the football, which I know Browns fans are very used to because for some reason they stopped running it with Nick Chubb. And 
yeah, the play calling here was questionable at best. At the end of the day, the Packers did sweep the AFC North, uh, taking the Bengals into overtime, beating them by three, beating the Browns by two, and beating the Ravens by one. Taking a look at some stats here, Rodgers, 24 for 34, 202 yards, three touchdowns, was sacked zero times. Impressive. Braden taking over left tackle duties at the end of the game because Neiman got knocked out. Jones, 12 for 66, 5 for 21 through the air. Dylan, 9 carries for 41 yards, 3 for 15. Devontae Adams, as I said before, 10 for 114 yards, 2 touchdowns. And Lazard, 2 for 45 with 1 touchdown. Looking at the defense, 4 interceptions on the day. Rasul Douglas responsible for 2 of them. You also had Shannon Sullivan getting 1 and Darnell Savage getting 1 as well. And the defense was opportunistic today. That's what I would say. But the run defense, really not great. Because if you take a look at the uh, Brown stats here, Mayfield, 21-36, 222 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions. But Chubb, 17 for 126 yards, was averaging over seven yards a carry. Had a touchdown, three for 58, by the way. He was also tied as the leading receiver from this game. Higgins, five for 58, was tied with Chubb. And... The Browns just got away from running the football, which really didn't make a whole lot of sense. At the very end of the game, they just needed to run the ball to get into field goal range and potentially hit it. Now, I know they had a kicker that was promoted from the practice squad to kick there, so maybe they were not really confident in him, but definitely confusing there. First downs, Cleveland dominated this game. 28 first downs compared to Green Bay's 19. The turnovers absolutely killed them. Campbell did great in this game. 12 solo tackles and a pass defended. Rashawn Gary also had two sacks. And what this is going to come down to is missed opportunities for both teams here. Stokes almost had an interception on Baker Mayfield, which would have been the fourth one and avoided a lot of this controversy. But the Browns got away from the run game and it cost them. Baker Mayfield with three very costly turnovers in the first half. And the fourth one, regardless of if it was holding DPI or whatever, you know, unfortunately, the ref sucked. And I, if you've been watching this channel for any amount of time, you know that I call out the refs when they do a terrible job, and they didn't do a good job in this game. You see it over and over and over again, but the narrative is going to be that the Packers just get all the calls. In another news, the special teams actually wasn't abysmal today, which was really nice, so that was a nice change of pace, but... This Packers defense really needs to get better at stopping the run. They're going to be playing some good teams in the playoffs. And here, you know, thankfully the Browns got away from it. Otherwise, I don't know if we win this game. Otherwise, the Packers are 12-3. and They are still the number one seed in the NFC. If the Cowboys lose this week, if they lose against the Washington football team, they just need to win next week and they lock up the number one seed. Otherwise, they need to hope that the Cowboys lose against the Cardinals next week, so maybe they can rest their starters in Week 18. But they still have it all in front of them. The Packers just need to win two more games, and they lock up the number one seed. But a crazy game once again. The Packers, doing well in the first half, really took their foot off the gas in the second half, really struggled to move the ball. And uh, yeah, the Packers were outpaced in just about every single metric except turnovers today. Um and they were able to escape with a win. And I mean that they were able to escape. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play against the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook likely not going to be there. He's on COVID right now and is unvaccinated. So he has to miss 10 days. So it's going to be really, really close. But Packers holding on strong. And uh, hopefully they can make some adjustment, get some guys back like Jair, David Bakhtiari, and Z. Because boy, oh boy. Do they need them? But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How'd you feel about this game? 
Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. A very Merry Christmas to everyone celebrating. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, Go Pack Go!